We're heading to the mid-90s on this edition of the Super It's Podcast and a classic jock jam, Whoop There It Is by Tag Team. Let's do it. Whoop Super Hits. Whoop Super Hits. Hey, everybody. <laughs> super Hits Podcast. We're talking oh, about the band or the group tag team, and we've got a tag team of hosts for you. Oh, yes. Right here. Uh, I am Alan on all the social media. Slip with Five Eyes or Slip, and I'm reaching out, reaching out, trying to make that hot tag, and here we go. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yes. It seems to me that it seems to be oh, it's megamix.com, aka Jamie C, the other way around, maybe. I don't know. Um, yeah, excited to talk some tag team today. Yeah, so technically, this song is actually called Whoop! Exclamation point, open yep. parenthesis, there it is, close parenthesis, but I'm just going to call it Whoop! There it is, or Whoop! throughout this podcast. So but, my apologies yeah. in advance for not saying the song correctly. Sounds good, buddy. All right, some background. Here we go. So, Whoop, There It Is, is the debut single by the rap duo Tag Team. For those of you that don't know, Tag Team in a professional wrestling yes. is typically a duo of wrestlers, though you can have mixed tags and, you know, three-man, four-man, like, now it's called trios, but, you know, but it's basically yes. a team of wrestlers, one of whom can wrestle in the ring and can, and can then swap places with their partner if they give themselves a tag yes <laughs> yeah so there you go. You go. that's well that's well done yeah well done the song it's like was... a line change in hockey <laughs> exactly the song was written by members cecil dc the brain supreme glenn nice and steve roland gibson i love it dc glenn and steve gibson grew up in denver colorado they met at manual high school in 1982 where they both pursued musical interests Get these backgrounds, by the way. Now, everybody, I'm sure you all know what Whoop There It Is is, right? Yes. So Gibson played drums in jazz band. Nice. And attended audio engineering classes. I also uh, played drums in jazz band, and I wrote nothing as magnificent as Whoop There It Is. <laughs> oh, I don't know, dude. Uh, Glenn, a plus had some great songs. Uh, Glenn sang as a tenor in Manuel High School's Bolt Vibrations Chorus. Wow. They both began to develop as hip-hop artists in their youth, but the musical style of tag team actually originated after they moved to Georgia and they were exposed to the Southern bass genre. Nice. If you want to know what the Southern bass genre is, way back in the early days of this podcast, we talked about Me So Horny yes. by the two live crew. It's essentially the same thing. Another way of putting it would be like songs you would hear at strip clubs. Yes, the Dirty South. Yeah, exactly. They were inspired by artists such as Success in Effect and Kilo Ali, and they explored the roots of the Southern hip-hop genre. In 1990, they released their first 12-inch single, which was called Strictly Political, which I've never listened to. Really? Uh, Whoop, there it is, was recorded in August 1992. At the time, Cecil Glenn was working as the main DJ at Magic City, an Atlanta gentleman's club. Yes. That would later become recognized as a hub of Atlanta hip-hop and rap music. There you go. Good job, buddy. The song samples a synthesizer line from a 1980 Ita Italian disco writ uh, hit called I'm Ready by Cano. Yes. Glenn played the track in the club on the same day it was mixed and received positive reaction from the audience. <laughs> and I mean, honestly, like if you'd never heard this before 
and you were at a strip club and they played this or like any club, I think yep. your initial reaction would be like, this is fucking rad. <laughs> yep. In the following months, people requested the song so often it became clear it had potential to become a hit. The single was shopped around and rejected by multiple record labels because executives were unfamiliar with Southern bass. Nice. Cecil Glenn borrowed $2,500 from his parents to press 800 records. The single sold out quickly in Atlanta through word of mouth alone. A representative for Mercury Records suggested that the best person to promote music from the Southern bass genre was one-time Stax Records mogul Al Bell, mm. who at the time was head of Bellmark Records. <clears throat> so Al Bell is a record producer, songwriter, and executive. He was co-owner of Stax Records and also served as president of Motown Records at one point in time. <clears throat> Aside from Whoop, There It Is, Bell also released Prince's hit single, The Most Beautiful Girl in the World, after Warner yes. Brothers turned it down. So Glenn reached out to Bell, who agreed to sign Tag Team without even hearing the song. Bell reportedly told Glenn, I don't need to hear the record. I hear it in your spirit. Oh, my God. I would imagine that actually I I, I believe it's I'm going to get to this. But, you know, the deal would have had Bell make all the money, right? Like, of course it did. Yeah. So now, <clears throat> interestingly enough, around the same time that this song came out, there was another track released by a rap group called 95 South. Yes. This one is called Woot! Exclamation point. There it is. It came out a month before the tag team single came out. So it's the real. Yes. It was produced by CeCe Lemonhead and Jay Ski, the same nice. duo who produced other Miami-based acts such as 69 Boys oh, yes. and Quad City DJs. Yes. Uh, Woot! There it is actually hit number 14 on the Billboard Hot 100 chart. Hmm. Pave the way. Yeah, the tag team version downplays the sexual element of the of the term mm -hmm. and omits the chant "fellas were the booty at," <laughs> while adding a bridge of "can you dig it," which was inspired apparently by the movie The Warriors. This is all from Song Facts, by the way. Yes. While the title still refers to the sight of a woman's butt, the rest <laughs> of the song creates more of a general party atmosphere. Mm -hmm. Another difference is that Tag Team articulated the lyrics to make them easier to understand. And I mean, they're pretty fucking basic. Yeah. We'll get to it. Yep. Members of 95 South claimed that Woomp There It Is was a blatant ripoff. Woot was recorded using Pro Tools, which means Tag Team could have gone to the same recording studio and recreated the song using the same tracks. I love it. <laughs> Supposedly, 95 South has since recanted that. But I mean, listen to the song, two songs. Like, clearly, yeah, one, is, one is copying the other. Absolutely. So the two groups had a, a very serious beef. They actually <laughs> did a battle on the Arsenio Hall show. They did. And uh, this was actually won by 95 South. Yeah, so I there could, you go. Like, wow. All right. Yeah. So they win. Yeah. Arsenio Hall, again, hosted both groups. Uh, he said the viewers could vote by calling a 1-900 number, but this was also to donate money for the relief effort for the 1993 Midwest floods. And then you I know, wrote... Listen, it's like, it's like a wrestling company, you know, getting people to send letters in to the wrestler who's hurt. It's like, got to pad that mailing list. That's right. Um, so <laughs> I wrote my own notes... 95 South may have won the battle, but I would argue Tag Team won the war. I think we're all losers in the end. But we'll get to that. <laughs> so when he appeared on the Song Facts podcast, DCF Tag Team said the story behind the song was, I was getting all these records and it was exposing me to every type of hip-hop and R&B. 
So I was becoming a seriously well-rounded DJ. Fast forward a couple of years and I'm playing go-go, I'm playing reggae, and I know where to get all the records. But being in the Southeast, I was in the land of booty shake. I love it. I had a stack of rhyme books, so I started going through the rhyme books, trying to match the beat with the lyrics. That's how I used to do it back then. I used to love to write blah, blah, blah rhyme books. So there you go. (laughs) Uh, So Tag Team is considered a one-hit wonder, if you didn't know. Yes. Their subsequent singles didn't reach the same success. The rappers lived high on the hog when Woomp was killing it in the early 90s. The second album that they released in 1995 bombed and they fell on hard times. DC Glenn went back to DJing at clubs and Steve Rowland got mixed up in a drug operation. Oh, no. He was arrested in 1998 with 600 pounds of marijuana. Hey, that sucks, man. And went to jail until 2001. Okay. On Discogs, 45 versions of this song appear, most of them being on 12-inch record or on CD. There are a few 7-inch versions available in the UK, and as of this time, I do not own any versions of this. Oh, you're still on the lookout. As you can imagine, there are many different mixes of the song. Oh, Um, I can only imagine. I am going to declare the radio version to be the official length of the single, which comes Mm -hmm. in at a nice 3 minutes and 37 seconds. Nice. Other versions that I saw include club mix, house mix, instrumental, acapella, Magic City version, original club version, and uh, I wrote instrumental twice. So there you go. It's, that is overkill. There is a single released in Spanish called Woomsilo Ace. Yes. <laughs> uh, that has a Montuno mix and a Discarga mix. Okay. The cover art for most of these singles is a cartoony fist with WOOMP in large capital mm-hmm. letters above it. Kind of looks like the captions used in the Batman television yeah, series. very comic style. Yeah. The song was made for compilations. I mean, it come on. definitely was. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Tons of them, but here are a few that I noted. Extended Mix Dance Mix 93. Classic. An annual compilation released by Much Music Much in music. Canada. Oh, that's a good uh, one. This appears to be the third dance mix compilation <laughs> and the second using the extend mix name. Yes, extend mix was a late uh, was a Friday night show yep. in the studios at uh, or no no that was Electric Circus. Sorry. Yes. So extend no, mix was that hosted by Master T. Yes, that's right. Electric yeah. Circus was a show where they would play house music and people would like stand Eric outside M. the studio and yeah. fucking rave that dance. Was, that was Eric M, wasn't it? Uh, Might have been. Yes. Might have been. Anyway. A French on, go com- your Toronto history. A French compilation of dance music released off of RK Records in 1994 called Les Hits des Clubs de. Oh, yes. Uh, of course, ESPN presents Jock Jams Volume 1. Oh, my God. Released off of Tommy Boy Records in Canada and the U.S. in 1995. This has all the songs you'd expect. And uh, this is a good one. Thunder in Paradise. Oh, hey, the Hoag show. Yes, the terrible television show starring Hulk Hogan. I don't know if this is a soundtrack or just songs inspired by the show. It was released in Germany in 1995. Nice. You reminded me to do this, so I pulled it up here. Uh, Cagematch.net has two wrestlers using this as their theme music. Mm-hmm. Uh, independent wrestler Bug, who has uh, passed away. Okay. And an ECW used by Too Cold Scorpio. Of course it was. So there you go. Yep. So whoop, there it is, as you can expect, has been played or referenced in dozens of films, TV shows, and advertisements. 
Some of the most notable include Elf, D2 The Mighty Ducks, Rio, Adam's Family Values. The song is also referenced in episode titles of Martin, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, and The Secret Life of the American Teenager. It's widely considered one of the top songs of all time for sporting events. It's been included among MLB's top walk-up songs and NBA's biggest arena anthems. The 1993 Philadelphia Phillies and the 95 Chicago White Sox used this in their playoff runs. How did that turn out for you, Phillies, in 93? <laughs> Not well. Joe Cotta, motherfucker. Yes. The song's popularity in sports led to it in, in the uh, being included in the Jock Jams compilation. A uh, Disney version of this song called Whoop, There It Went oh, was released like... in 1994. It is credited oh, to Tag Team Mickey, Minnie, and Goofy. Makes me want to puke, Gorilla. Yeah, it made it to number 97 in the U.S. It was used in Shark Tale, Mr. 3000, and so so on and so on. Tag Team, apparently, though, as you would imagine, signed away their publishing rights in their record deal with Bellmark, so they only got their writer's royalties. What a mistake. Yep. The duo ended up getting some gigs during NBA halftime shows, but didn't get their marketing in sync until 2020. Wow. When they showed up in a wildly popular Geico commercial. Oh, good for them. Yeah, where they help plan dessert. They make ice cream, so the song is Scoop, There It Is. Oh, my God. And most recently, a variant of the lyric was created by Vancouver Canucks fans to laud the popularity of, at the time, recently hired coach Bruce Boudreaux. Oh, my God. Bruce, there it is. Can I say one thing? Sports fans are the worst. Yeah. The music at sporting events sucks. Yep. And it just makes me, it makes my blood boil. <laughs> you hear all this. All right. Should we get to the lyrics? Yeah, let's do it. So, I mean, there's not a lot to these lyrics. Like when I, when I copy and paste the lyrics into word, mm-hmm. it's like three pages. Yes. And like what? Two of these pages are whoop. There it is <laughs> over and over again. Ugh. Uh, the lyrics that I highlighted are. Party on, party people, let me hear some noise. DC's in the house, jump, jump, rejoice. I mean, I like it because he's like, rejoice. I don't hear that song, that lyric a lot, or that no, word that is, a lot. That is, that is good, yeah. Um, but I don't know if you have any lyrics that you like. I don't, I don't like any of them. <laughs> I have no thoughts. <laughs> All right. Uh, so other than the lyrics, which kind of speak for themselves. Yes. I have here, who is this by? I don't even know who this is credited to, but I've got some sort of comment here. Which I will read. This is uncredited, probably from song meanings. Okay. Really, though, the phrase "womp there it is" has come to mean something similar to "look at that." Okay. It is intended to encourage positive partying. Tag team has explained that the phrase refers to anything that one agrees with on a positive level. Okay. Uh, But I did find one comment on song meanings. Oh come on! Yeah. So never fear. I I want to hear it. Uh, Mushroom fat. Okay. Said in bold letters, it's a party. And then says, <laughs> hosted by DC and Steven with drinks flowing, and I gather there's some dip. I'm <laughs> I'm guessing either dip in a pool or dip is in crackers and dip. Oh They're also playing music to which they hold a nostalgic value of being old school. Then the hosts leave. Why they leave, nobody knows. By whoop, there it is. I think they mean they have found something they were hoping for and maybe then have decided to party to celebrate that they found it. Come on. Like, you thought about this? 
<laughs> I just I just can't with the, with the with this premise. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. literally nothing to this song. No, there's nothing to it. All right, let's go to the reception. So this song was a massive hit. Yes. It spent one week at number one on the U.S. R&B chart in 1993. Mm -hmm. It entered the Billboard Hot 100 chart, peaking, uh, pardon me, during the week of May 29th, 1993 at number 65. Mm -hmm. Right in between Silence is Broken by Damn Yankees Mm -hmm. and Passing My By by The Far Side. Oh, for the far side. Okay. Yeah. During the same week, 95 South's Woot, there it is, spent, uh, uh, had spent five weeks on the chart and was sitting at number 54. Okay. Woomp would eventually leapfrog Woot as God. both tracks ascended the charts. Woot peaked at number 14 during the week of July 10th, 1993. Woomp, there it is, hit number two on the Billboard Hot 100 chart during the week of July 30th, 1993. And it stayed in that position throughout August and September. Jesus. It was kept out of the top slot by two songs. The first was UB40's Can't Help Falling in Love. Oh, my God. And the second was Mariah Carey's Dream mm-hmm. Lover. And that, I mean, that's the real. Yes. Uh, would you like to know the top 10 for the week of July 30th, 1993? Let's hear it. At number one, UB40, Can't Help Falling in Love. Mm-hmm. Number two, whoop, there it is. Number three, SWV with Weak. Mm-hmm. Number four, I'm Gonna Me, open parentheses, 500 Miles, open parentheses, by The Proclaimers. Okay. Number five, uh, Slam by Onyx. Yep, I remember that song. Number six, That's the Way Love Goes by Janet Jackson. Yes. Number seven, Lately by Jodeci. Mm-hmm. Number eight, Show Me Love by Robin S., Yes. Number nine, H-Town with Knockin' the Boots. Knockin' the Boots. Number 10, I'll Never Get Over You, open parenthesis, Getting Over Me, close parenthesis, by Expose. Expose. A uh, little mixed bag there. Yeah. You know, I I don't know. I just didn't know about popular music in the mid-90s. I'm just going to be honest. So. Yeah, I don't know. That's, so that's yeah. I mean, yeah. summer of 93, I was listening to none of that. So. Yep. Uh, so the weekly charts peak positions there were some solid peaks outside of North America, but not nearly the same as in uh, the U.S. Mm-hmm. Um, Australia, 19. Germany, 15. Netherlands, 6. New Zealand, 10. U.K. singles only hit number 34. Yep. But again, number two in the U.S., so biggest success there. Now, oddly enough, this doesn't show up as charting in Canada, I dug through the RPM charts for the second half of 1993, and it was nowhere to be found. It did not chart in Canada. You know why? Why? Because we're smart. <laughs> not even when I looked at the dance music charts. Nowhere to nope. be found. Nowhere to be found. It might not have been released here. Who knows? A single is certified four times platinum in the U.S. for shipments over $4 million. Mm-hmm. Despite never reaching number one on the pop chart, it spent 24 non-consecutive weeks in the top 10 becoming the longest-running top 10 song of all time until Tony Braxton's Unbreak My Heart spent a week longer in 1997. (laughs) It was ranked as the second biggest song of 1993 behind Whitney Houston's I Will Always Love You. Oh, yeah. 1993, Year of Crap. (laughs) Oh, my God. And Whoop, There It Is was rated number 97 on VH1's 100 Greatest One-Hit Wonders. The song is listed as well at This Can't Be Right. 
Oh, it might be because of overall sales. Number 58 on Billboard's greatest songs of all time. Oh, my God. That has to be just on sales, not on quality. Yeah, has to be. Do you want to do some covers and samples? Let's do it. The samples, as I uh, noted earlier, an electro disco song called I'm Ready by the Italian group Cano. Mm-hmm. A popular song in dance clubs and provided a clean, easy sampled intro. Tag team built their song around this track while 95 South's Woot There It Is used a sample of Looking for the Perfect Beat by Africa Babetta. Yes. Tag team didn't clear the sample. Of course they didn't. Which made a mess when representatives from Cano took legal action. In 1997, tag team's label, Bellmark Records, went bankrupt. <laughs> well, you know, there's good, good for them. So I tried to get some information on this. Uh, and always with these legal things, like there are articles out there, but there's, you know, different articles from different points in yep. time as cases evolve, etc. Mm-hmm. So I took one clip from the NOLA.com website 2019 the Fifth Circuit U.S. Court of Appeals in New Orleans has ruled that Texas music producer Alver- uh, Alvertis Isabel, also known as Al Bell, hmm. gets the rights to the 1993 rap hit Whoop There It Is and more than $2 million in royalties. Wow. The court found that Al Bell retained the rights to the 1993 hit even after his company went bankrupt in 1997 and was sold to DM Records. Mm-hmm. A federal court jury in Texas awarded Bell $2.2 million from the royalties as yes. well as compensatory damages. So there you go. Okay. Within a year of release, Tag Team remixed the backing music with a version of the theme song for the original Adams Family television series. That sounds awful. To create the song Adams Family, open parenthesis, whoop, close parenthesis. Uh, you know, it makes you want to die. This is for the film Adams Family Values. I The music video is out there. It's, it's fucking horrendous. Like, oh, I can't even imagine. It's, it's horrific. Uh, this version won the 1994 Razzie Award for Worst Original Song. Yes. In terms of samples, uh, I've listed a couple. Crazy Frog sampled this in 2015. I wrote, It's Garbage. <sighs> Girl Talk sampled this in 2008 for their song, Hands in the Air. Of course. DJ Smurf <laughs> released a song called Oh Lord, Party People, which uses the Party People vocal <laughs> sample from Whoop. Yep. Uh, I said, it pretty much sounds like they wanted to do a sequel to the original song. It's not very good. Mm. Public Enemy has a quick sample of the vocals in their 1994 track, Give It Up. Okay. In terms of covers, there's that Disney track I mentioned. Mm -hmm. And 8-Bit Misfits did a cover of this in 2018. I said, it's so-so. The big problem is it's a rap song, so the chorus is basically the same note. It's like, do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-
women in bikinis and what appears to be a diner with a park bench on the outside. Mm-hmm. People appear to be having a good time, but the dancing seems to be a bit subdued until the last part of the music video where it picks up. Yep. In 2010, the music video for this song became the subject of controversy oh. when several online blogs spotted a man in the music video that bore a strong resemblance to President Barack Obama. Oh my God, come on. The man appears in the video playing dominoes at one minute and one second. One of, one of these blogs, Gawker. Oh, of course it's Gawker. Yeah, used clue, clues that they deciphered, such as that Obama was living in Chicago while the extra resembling him is from Atlanta, to come to the conclusion that the man is not, in fact, Barack Obama. Okay, well, that's good. Yeah, just to clear it up. Obama, <sighs> not Thanks, in Luke, there it is. All right, so I'm assuming that we can just go to the ratings. Let's do it. All right, the video. I'm going to give the video a three. I mean, I don't know. It's got like a that mid-90s time period feel to it, which is nice. Um, I find it really boring. I, I do like when the dunk is reversed. The video is reversed. So the guy's like pulling the ball out of the net. I yep. did like that part. But overall, I was pretty not blown away by this video. I give the music video a seven. Nice. And I think for the sole reason that I think these dudes just like sat around and were like, what would be fun in a music video? And I like that somebody was like, we need to do some jams, like <laughs> sounds good, some big time slam dunks. So the fact that there's just random slam dunks in the video amused me to no end. Um, yeah. The rest of the video is pretty much your standard fare of dancing and partying, but uh, caused me to give it a pretty high mark of a seven. So nice. I'm guessing, what do you have to say about the song? I'm giving the song a two. I wrote, this song sucks. It's straight up buffoonery. In reality, it's a one out of 10, but I'm going to give it an extra point because you and I got everybody singing parts of this on a bus while waiting at the border on a band trip. Yep. So I'm going to give it an extra point and bump <laughs> it up to a two uh, just to make this all about me. Nice. <laughs> two out of 10. I- I'm going to give it a four. Okay. It's it's not good. It's like it's total garbage. <laughs> the lyrics aren't good. The the song isn't good. I remember at the time, and I mean, this is like, this like, now you know kind of like what a shitty like 14-year-old I was. Mm. But I was like, or I guess I was 15 when this came out. I don't know, 14 or 15. And I was like, oh, music's really going downhill. Classic. <laughs> was like my thought. I thought it was total crap. But uh, over the course of time, uh, I appreciate it because it is iconic, right? Like, whoop, yeah. there it is, the term is like burned into everyone's lexicon. Uh, well, from that, if you were a teenager at that time. Yes, of course. But like Certainly no one, that, no yeah. one, yeah, no one forgets it. You know what? Whoop, there it is. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, the, you know, they got it into sports and, uh, yep. they made it, well, they didn't make a lot they of didn't money. didn't make any money. Off of <laughs> but, but the song <laughs> became a pretty massive anthem and I cannot, you know, like I can't, I you can't deny them up. that. I, I, hey, I get it. Yeah. So I'm going to give them a four and, Great's uh, on me. I, that's all. That was it. That, yeah. And it did then. It probably is like back then. Oh, I hated this song back then. Yeah. So that probably didn't help. So as low as this one was rated, I'm assuming we're going to, it might go even worse next time. What have you got lined up? Uh, we're going to take a look at Walk the Dinosaur by was open parenthesis, not was close parenthesis. Going to be a hoot nanny. Oh, is it? Sounds like it. Yeah. So there we go for next time. Walk the Dinosaur. Until that time, head over to our Super Hits podcast playlists on Spotify 
and on Apple Music to hear all the songs we've covered and some songs we are going to cover in the future. In the future. Hit us up at Super Hits Cast on Twitter, Super Hits Podcast on Instagram, Super Hits Podcast at gmail.com if you want to write us. Hit us up with a five-star review if you like. Like and subscribe and all that shit. And <laughs> until the next episode, I'm Alan on all the social medias. Slip with five eyes. I'm uh, at Megamix.com on Twitter and other places. Thanks for listening, folks. Whoop, there it is. Thank you.